0: oh good morning everyone welcome to qualitative reach episode two today we've got eric Shagnan on i'm your host todd kreiniak uh this episode's special for me because um you know it's it's a it's a gift to all of my friends in the fund industry my friends who are investors my friends who are investors that are looking to roll into real estate i have i have the guy you can't find um you know the hardest part the hardest part of um the hardest part of the process is after you actually own the real estate. What do you do with it? How do you manage it? And um, it's really hard to find find guys who get it. And today I've got Eric Shagnon on the phone, and uh, you know he's the unicorn in the in the industry. Eric, are you with us? I'm here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great. Okay, Eric, let's go into let's go into who you are and what you do. You wanna you wanna share with us? I uh, sure. So you know our firm is uh, you know like many others.
1: Uh, a full-service real estate brokerage and uh, you know my, my general role in the industry is to uh, you know manage assets for both in-house but you know more so third party or uh, I believe you you, you refer to it as um, fee management uh, my my role is is really the the development and management of, of that department in our firm
0: And... in um... So one of the things that I want to get out today is um, the challenges um, the challenges um, with fee management and third party management um, in, in particular um, it's really hard to find people who care people who empathize um, what's you know what's your objective when you when you' when you're dealing with um, clients? I mean how do you know what's your what's your overall objective and you know why you know why is your superpower so super versus everyone else Well you actually said it uh, in the question uh,
1: it, it's it's we care uh, that's that's really our mantra and that's that's something that you know our team talks about uh, constantly is is you know showing that we care uh, we try to ask you know manage every asset as if it were our own every account as if it were our own every dollar as if it were our own um you know our mantra is that we care and that's not just to our our clients our our property owner clients that we're managing the asset for but to the tenants that we're managing for them the vendors that we're dealing with um you know every every prospect call that that comes into our office or every person that we meet you know we want them to know that we care and and you know, beyond just saying it, we prove it, you know, and that's, that's really what I think sets us apart. Um, You know, you can see it walking into any one of our properties or talking to our tenants, you know, past and present tenants, they know that we care. Even, even when, you you know, we have a scenario where a tenancy didn't work out or they had to move for, you know, just because their space needs were different or, um, they were closing their business. They will still tell you that they knew that we care
0: now with, um, I guess, I guess one of the things that I see is empathy in, in knowing how you operate, how you operate your business. Um, your, your DNA is not property management per se, is it? No, no, it's, uh, it, it
1: wasn't, uh, maybe it's turning into that now, but uh, no, I started really, uh, you know, in retail management at a young age, um, you know, at it's 16. I was I was managing a video store, and and that's really where you know my business sense started to form. Uh, you know, I, I managed uh you know at, at, again at a young age I managed some some different retail establishments, and moved more into real estate. You know, in uh, in my mid 20s, and I, I started off doing appraisals in uh, 2008, which. As we all know, was maybe not such a a great time to start a career in appraisals. Um, (laughs) So, so you know, (laughs) that that didn't that didn't last so long. It's the truth, and and you know the reason why that didn't last very long for me was um, it was really hard for me to get business. What I found was that in the industry in that time. If uh, as a, as an appraiser trying to earn business, if uh, if you weren't willing to fudge the numbers, if you weren't willing to uh, you know rubber stamp a, a file with a value that wasn't supported, then then you just weren't going to get the calls. And uh, and I found that out you know uh, the hard way. I was probably a little naive going into that uh, you know into that phase of my life and, and trying to launch that career, but I found that out the hard way that if you weren't willing to do that, you weren't gonna get business. And, and that didn't work for me. That, that wasn't, you know, that didn't fit my, uh, my, my core values. That didn't fit my, my code. And, uh, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out and that's fine. Uh, but that was really where my, um, uh, you know, where my, my jaunt into real estate started, uh, which turned into, you know, more business management. I, I took a, on a role in a, a small residential firm as, uh, as an office manager. Uh, which the, the business that I was was um, an office manager for was a, a residential REO brokerage so uh, we managed and listed and sold foreclosed assets uh, defaulted assets uh, from the point of foreclosure through in Michigan the redemption period uh, through the disposition process and uh, you know my my role in that in that entity was not as a as a um, a sales agent, it was, it was as a business manager, as a process manager, uh, a relationship manager. And, um, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was probably the biggest influence in, in, um, you know, who I am today and how I operate today is the, you know, the things that I learned and, uh, and how I grew in that, in that business and that culture. Um, And, you know, I I still use many of the, 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 things that I learned and, um, you know, the, the growth points that I, that I gained
0: in that time period I, I, I use today. So, so in that, in that business, what did, um, we'd spoke before about how it was a slow start. You know, what did, um, what did you do in order to survive and put on reach? What did you do to, to actually build out that book of business? Cause that was a bit of a fight.
1: Uh, Absolutely a fight. Uh, When we when we started that company, uh, there were four of us. There was uh, myself, uh, you know, in the administrative role. There was the broker, uh, you know, obviously in the leadership role. Uh, My my now wife was a sales agent in, uh, you know, in that business. And we had uh, we had one administrative uh, employee. And our first year we did um, seven transactions and um i think i think our gross was 20,000. um you know it, but we were we were a small close knit team um you know and our our goal really was you know we knew what the need was uh we knew we knew how to get the business and the strategy with with growing that book of business was relatively simple it, it, it was simply a process there was no um there was very little in the way of relationship building in that, um, in that company, it was simply identify the banks that have the assets, identify where the where the business comes from, uh, devise the system to work those assets, and um, sign up for the sign up for the business. Um, In that industry, at that time, it was sign up, get the business, but to keep the business, you had to, to show that, that you were, um, you, you know, that you were successful in 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 you know meeting the criteria that the individual banks wanted. So we understood, you know, what to do uh, to get the business and how to keep the business. It was simply creating, uh, you know, the system through technology and people, um, you know, to to most efficiently and effectively, you know, go through that disposition process for each of the banks. Uh, we worked for you know a lot of the big guys you know Chase Bank of America uh, Countrywide Flagstar which is more of a local uh, in Michigan um uh, we you know we worked for a lot of the big banks but we worked with a lot of the smaller uh, you know asset management firms and uh, smaller financial institutions as well nationally um and you know in our 5th year we were averaging uh, 90 plus transactions a year we had acquired, by that point, we had acquired another real estate brokerage, another REO brokerage, and, uh, and a property preservation company, and we were running all three uh, using the same, the same you know, basic system of, uh, of technology and people. And, uh, and, and, and it worked out really well. Uh, the, the REO um, inventory started to, to decline around 2015, so it wasn't a forever model, but, uh, but that system really worked out quite well.
0: Yeah, and I think um, one of the things that I'm that I'm seeing um, in in our overlap our professional overlap um, there are a couple of things that um, I see you doing um, differently than most people within um, the management space and that's um, you you are very, you're very um driven and goal oriented, but that's a that's a very soft um that's very soft in your background. Um you are um I think I think one of the things I wanna bring forward is your your touch into people, you seem to be um um problem solving, solution solution oriented, preemptively solution oriented. Where 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 are you finding the balance between getting in front of stuff and then relying on technology? What what's that whole swirl go through like in your head, and what do you um, how do you piece people into the how do you piece people into your your tech platform and in the infrastructure? I mean, what's what's that mix look like inside your head? What are you trying to accomplish with people in tech? Uh, I think you know I, I think that a lot of businesses struggle to remember
1: that. You know, their their businesses are uh, people. They, they are the people. Um, the system can be technology, but your business is really the people. The business is really the relationships that you build. Um, you know, and I think it's important to, you know, obviously it's important to devise your system, and, and technology is the way to do that these days, but um, the people are the important part. And I think that, um, you, you know, you, um, with people, I think you know, I'm a huge proponent of setting expectations, um, upfront. Uh, One of the things that, one of the things that I like to say is that, um, uh, with well-defined expectations, there's little room for disappointment. And, you know, I think that that's, that's really important in, in, you know, working with your employees, working with your, your staff, your peers, um, you know, in, in transactions, I think it's, it's, it's important in, in, in all aspects of, of the business process, um, but I think that that really helps with the relationships with people. Uh, you know, I think I think where a lot of people uh, fail, a lot of managers fail, is in in setting those you know setting expectations clearly, setting establishing expectations, and um, and what happens is they're disappointed or the employee is d- is disappointed or, or both. You know, peers are disappointed, and I think that uh, I think expectations are are really the um, you know, setting expectations is really
0: um, a, a key. So. Um, who are you putting into your space when you look out and you're facing outward and you're looking at, um, people either on the employee side, the contractor side and, um, and the client side, because I mean, you, have got to make sure you've got good people coming in your hopper all the way around. What does it look like? What are you looking for in all three of those?
1: Um, I've got three core values that, that I look for in people that I want to surround myself with. Uh, those those three core values are loyalty, honesty, and reliability. I think that those are things that that are. I guess it's possible to learn some of them, but it's it's pretty rare. You know, those are things that you you generally are those things. They're not something that you learn. They're not they're not trained behavior. Um, I think that uh, you know loyalty, honesty, and reliability. That's that's what I look for in the people that I hire um you know personality is important but it's secondary to the other three um you know what i've what i've always said when hiring people is if you have those three things i can teach you everything else and i think that that's you know that's another thing that's missed very often we're looking for someone that checks all of the boxes on on experience or checks all of the boxes on on what they have done in their past but those aren't the important things. The important things are those core values, and, and if you have those things, then then uh, you know we can have a good relationship. Um, you know, I find that you know the property owners that I deal with, um, my relationships are best with the people that that, that meet those core value, um, you know, minimums in my mind. Uh, you know, with employees, personality is, is very important when you're developing a, a cohesive team. Uh, you know. Personalities, you know, if you have personality conflicts in, in your staff, that, that obviously is a killer. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, loyalty, honesty, reliability. If my if my contractors, my vendors have, you know, have those core values and, and show those core values, uh, you know, my employee my, um, my my tenants have those those values. The relationships are always quality, uh, you know, and again, with with staff. I can teach anything else. You know, everything else is uh, is a learning is a learning process. I can't teach those things, and that's that's really where I focus when I'm when I'm developing relationships with people. The people that I want to develop relationships with are
0: those. So when you when you're looking at the top end um, the top end of the equation, the um, the uh, client side, how do you you know how do you vet? how do you vet clients you take on what are you looking for what do you look to avoid um beyond the core values do you really care about you know size or asset quality um objectives what what goes through your mind when you're when you're looking at a project to take on and a relationship to take on uh the truth is i don't
1: i don't care so much about size um you know i I serve every client in the same in the same way, and that's that's how my team works. Uh, you know, again, we we treat uh, we treat every asset, large or small, on um, the same way because we care. Um, you know, just because you've got a, a five thousand square foot retail building that you're entrusting to us. We're not going to treat you in, uh, you know, in a lesser way than we do that hundred thousand square foot, you know, property owner or five hundred thousand square foot property owner. Um, you know, we treat every, you know, every asset uh, in the same way. Uh, you know, we care. We treat it as if it were our own. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't really vet, uh, you know, um, I don't really vet opportunities in that manner. Um, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm going to vet opportunities in. Uh, in so far as do I do I think that there is a um, you know a, a path to success in that relationship um, you know is is the, the person that I'm dealing with a decision maker that is um, <laughs> that that is going to make sound decisions um, you know I, I in those client relationships it's 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 almost a partnership you know they're trusting me to handle things and I, you know I, I need that trust. Um, but I also need someone that's going to make sound decisions. If I've got someone that is, uh, uh for example, you know, dipping into the operating account and, and, you know, uh, constantly and affecting our, our ability to, to do our job, then that's obviously a problem. Um, it's rare, but we, you know, we have had to, you know, terminate relationships with, with property owners for that reason, because we, we, you know, we can't do our job effectively if, if we've got, uh, someone that's doing that. So, um. You know the short answer is uh, you know our, our vetting process is do we think that this this can be a successful relationship, and and if that's the case, then 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 absolutely uh, size of size of the asset or size of the the portfolio is is not as much consideration.
0: Yeah, I think and in my experiences and the way I do relationships, um, I think I think one of the things that I've found is when, um, just as you said, the the um, You know, the decision making process is and and character is the most important thing. Um, If you're dealing if you're dealing with somebody who is uh, big and they're doing things poorly, they're going to rattle apart. And if you're dealing with brand new people who are making good decisions, uh, sometimes it's just it's a matter of um, taking the burden of the learning curves off of them so they can prosper. It's like, let us help you forward. Uh, I think I think one of the things when you look around and you see these these large, really stable organizations that have people surrounding them and everyone everyone says, how did you how did you land that account? How did you form that relationship? Um, You're their guy, whatever it is, you're their guy. And it's like I've been their guy since day one. Um, Yeah, I think I think that's that's kind of one of the things that. When, whenever I've started a venture, whenever I've been new, it's like, how do I, you know, how do I find people who will take me on? And I think one of the things that that's really important to stress is if you're making good decisions, um, if you're making good decisions, um, you, you're welcome. I mean, come on in, uh, regardless right. of size. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Because otherwise, I mean, that's how that's how you that's how you become the guy who's been there for 20 years is you start at day one, taking them on because they make make good decisions. Um, I think that's so important to stress to people because you're just uncertain when you're coming into a relationship. If you're um, if you're if you're the new guy, uh, first time investing in commercial real estate and you go, who's going to manage this for me because I'm a doctor or I travel um, and you're uncertain because of your size, don't be you know, come, come on in and, and talk with Eric. Um, so, so, you know, one other thing, because I see, I see the way you handle, I see the way you handle staff. What's, what's your balance in, in, um, you know, maintaining the relationship between supporting people and pushing them. Um, because, because everybody has to stay on task and, um, but what's, you know, where, where does it, where do where does that that balance of decision between supporting people and and driving an agenda come in what's your what's your thought well again we're, we're going back to relationships um you know i think with
1: with staff uh, you know firm but fair is a, a phrase that always comes to mind uh, but i've found that you know trust even with staff you know is, is really important uh, you know developing developing the relationship with your staff that 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 lets them know that, you know, you are there to lead. Uh, they can, but they can trust that you are leading them in, uh, you know, in the right direction, even when a decision that you're making is uh, is maybe painful for them in some way, or or that they might disagree with. Um, you know, developing that trust, and 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 I think that how you do that is, you know, an open, honest relationship. Um, it's very rare that, you know, someone asks me a question that I say, you know what, I can't answer that um, or I'm not going to answer that. You know, I, I think that, you know, an open and honest relationship with your, your, your top level managers down to your, your entry level, you know, administrative you know, folks is, is really important. Um, that, that really helps when, when they know that they're going to come to you and, and get, get the best answer. Uh, whether it's whether it's an answer they they want or an answer that they don't want they're going to get the best answer um you know that th- when they know that they can trust that i think that that's really important um trust is, is really key from from uh from a management perspective a staff management perspective um you know that that one thing once you have trust and and you know i think a little bit of humor is always uh, a good thing you know when you can joke around with folks uh you know that's that uh, that that creates that creates um You know, a a good relationship, a quality relationship with with your people, and uh, you know, if you take care of your people, they take care of you, and 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 that's um, you know, that's really important. I think uh, I think trust, a little bit of humor, developing that relationship, um, you know, and and again, setting expectations. Um, Poorly set expectations equals disappointment, and uh, you know, so so try to limit the disappointment, and I think that um, you know, just firm but fair. And, you know, when, when, when your staff knows that you're going to treat them fairly again, even when it's, uh, you know, maybe not an answer they were looking for, or, or, or is, is some way, they know that, uh, they'll follow you. They'll, they'll follow you where you lead.
0: Nice. So, so in following you, where you lead, where, where, where are you leading to what's, what's coming up in your future? What do you want to get accomplished? You know, what, wishing out loud, what do you want to see happen?
1: Well, uh, you know, we've spent we spent the last uh, uh, two plus years working on infrastructure, you know, um, setting that system. Uh, you know, our organization um, was uh, plateaued for a while because we, uh, you know, we, we didn't invest in technology. So we have spent the last two years, you know, re-upping our game in, uh, in, in technology on the technology front. And, and setting up that system, you know, fixing, you know, fixing the infrastructure uh, that was uh, maybe a little outdated. Uh, at this point, you know, our wish list really, our, our goal is growth. And, um, and I think we've got, we've got our staff set, we've got the right personalities, we've got the right people in the right place. We've got, uh, you know, we've got um, you know the infrastructure set. We've got our technology set. We've got our system set. And at this point, we are you know we are focusing on growth and um, and bringing bringing more people into the fold. Um, I think that uh, I think that that's relatively easy. Uh, once uh, once we have uh, you know any any um, uh, on, once we onboard any new new uh, portfolios, any new clients, uh, and and we show them that they care, you know that's a lot of word of mouth uh, advertising for us is is getting out there, which is great. Um, One one shortfall that I think that we have right now is in is in the brokerage aspect of things. You know, we've got uh, an aging population in in brokerage, which is, uh, I think, relatively common, uh, certainly in Michigan and in in our market. Um, uh, You know, we've got uh, some of the old dogs that are still, you know, the the primary workhorses in in uh, commercial real estate. So our goal, you know, looking ahead over the next, you know, five to ten years is, uh, is in, you know, bringing on new, you know, new sales staff. And the challenge that we face with with sales staff is um, commercial sales is, um, is a, a, a tight market. There's, uh, there's not a lot of people when they're, you know, 10 years old saying, I want to grow up to be a commercial real estate salesperson. <laughs> so, um, you know, so our, our goal you know, over the next few years is really to um, recruit and develop a uh, a, a new a new breed of commercial real estate salespeople, and how we're going to do that is is really by reaching outside of the real estate industry and finding those people that have the the values, the core that we're looking for, and and teach them how to be successful in, in commercial real estate, and uh, and and really you know bring bring those people into our process, into our system, and um, uh, you know work them into a successful real estate career uh, in in commercial real estate. So So our um, our wish list right now is really those people we're, we're looking to recruit and bring on board those people that, uh, you know,
0: that we can teach. So on, so on both sides of the equation, if somebody, if somebody says, Hey, I've got a penchant for real estate, I want to, um, I want to make money and I want to do something that's really fun. And I think those are the things people don't realize that, you know, commercial real estate, you, there's, there's a little bit of Johnny hustle that goes on that, that makes it fun. Um, but if, if somebody wants to make some money, you know, make, make good money and, and have fun doing it, how do they, you know, how do they get involved? What's the process to find you? And, you know, what is, what does that conduit look like? Where are they going? First,
1: very, the very first thing that needs to happen is that person needs to ask themselves a, a serious question. And that is, am I willing to go through the pain of growth? Um, you know, personal growth. Uh, you know, one of the one of the challenges in real estate is the, is the the time to, to build your your business, and and where a lot of people fail in, in growing a real estate career is is that growth phase. Um, they 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 burn out and, uh, and and don't don't see it through. So. You know, the first thing that, that any person needs to do is say, am I, am I willing to put in what it's going to take to build this? And if, if that's a serious yes, then come on over. Um, you know, if you've got the motivation and the drive to, to, to grow yourself a career that is both fun um, uh, and with, a, with an arguably unlimited earning potential, um, then come on over reality is one of the one of the, the really cool things about about working in real estate, whether you're working in residential or commercial or, or, or what you're or you're, you're not going to have any two days that are the same. Uh, this isn't like going to, uh, you know, going to a, a bank and, and working as a teller, or, uh, you know, a normal office job or, or going to a factory and, and doing the same thing, uh, you know, in and out every day over and over every day is something different um you know i've been i've been working in this industry uh, for um almost 13 years and um and i'm still uh you know i'm still finding that you know i i have a day where i'm like man this is i've I've never had a day like this before i've never experienced this type of transaction before i've uh i did not see that coming you know and it's it's really it's really neat to have some you know a, a career in which um you know, you don't know what to expect every day. You know, you learn new things constantly. You're, you're learning new things. You're meeting new people. You're, you're doing things that you haven't done before. Um, and I, I think that, um, you know, if, if you're a person that's willing to go through the pain of, of growing yourself a career that uh, is rewarding in that way, and also financially, I think um, I think you should come talk to us.
0: And how to just find you on the website at NAI MidMichigan? Is that, is that your best recommendation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can go to naimidmichigan dot com. Uh, our phone number is there. You, you're welcome to call me. Uh, my cell phone number is listed on the site. I'm available on that twenty four seven. As uh, as are most people that work in the real estate world. Um, you know, give us a call and, and we'd be we'd we'd love to talk to you.
0: Okay. Now now circling back onto the other side of it, building the book of clients. Um, what is what does that path look like? If if somebody picks up the phone and says hey, I want to talk to you about managing a property, um, is that, I mean, that for a lot of people, that's scary because, you know, that's their business. It's already established. And now they're going to, you know, uproot everything and move it over. And what does that look like? Because the head, you know, client's heads tend to fry going, I can't handle this chaos and entropy. You know, what is, what does that transition look like? I would say, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing to lose from a phone call. Uh,
1: you know, Give me a call. Let's talk about what your goals are. Let's talk about, you know, what your challenges are, what hurdles you're you're facing with your, you know, your current system. Uh, Let's talk about the things that are and are not working and where you'd like to head. Um, You know, if, you know, the truth is I'm going to give an honest assessment of of where you're at and whether or not I can actually help, you know, get you to to, to where you think you should be, Um, you know. In most instances, I find that you know we are able to, uh, you know, help reduce expenses, you know, increase the bottom line simply because we we do it better than our competitors. Um, but in in some instances, I might look at you and say, you know what, I I'm not going to be able to 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 meet that goal. You are you really are getting great management or you know great service at this time. I'm going to give you that honest that honest assessment. So I would say there's nothing to lose from a phone call. Um, you know, and if, uh, if after that phone call, you feel like maybe you want to investigate it further, then, you know, I'm happy to give you a, a, a thorough uh, proposal on, on, you know, management, outline exactly how that transition occurs. Um, transitions from one property management firm to another, yes, they can be sloppy, uh, but not when you have a well-oiled machine like what we've got, a, a great plan of transition. Um, with uh, with every step outlined uh, every step along the way is outlined. Um, That 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 creates a very smooth transition, Um, you know, communication, documentation, you know, uh, a a clear and defined timeline for specific events of 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 transition. You know, those things um, are are crucial. Uh, key to a to a, a proper and smooth transition from from one, you know, property management or asset management firm to another. And, and we've really, we've really, you know, um, streamlined that process and, um, uh, you know, worked to make sure that that is as as um, not scary as possible for our, our clients. And, um, and I think that I think that we've, we've, we've really got what you need, if, uh, if you think you might have a need.
0: Cool. And so if somebody wants to come in, they can reach you um, either through yourself or the brokerage staff or what's the process for reaching into you for starting a management inquiry?
1: Same process. Uh, You know, go to the website, naimidmichigan.com. And, uh, you know, you can contact me. You can contact, uh, you know, any of our principals. Um, you know, call the office, email us, uh, call our cell phones. Uh, we're all available, and uh, you know, again, twenty four seven. If you've got a need, you know, we're here to serve.
0: Great. Hey, um, I appreciate you coming in. I really wanted to get you, uh, get you into the podcast series uh, pretty early because as I as I travel and I have my travels, uh, most of most of my outreach is into investors, investor groups. And the biggest problem, the biggest fear that they, they have, it's, it's one of those things you'll hear people saying, well, I'll just buy that and put it into third-party management. I'll find a local manager. And then, and then everybody in the room, their heads just explode going, no, that's like, (laughs) you can't do that. Oh, that doesn't exist. And you know, I, I wanted to get you in here. I wanted to, um, get you into the catalog of people because this is, um, you, you are the unicorn in the industry. You've got, um, you've got an outside, you've got a robust outside pass that brings empathy, uh, to those who own. And that, that just doesn't happen in the industry. I mean, the industry people come in and it's just all about the fee and what can I grab and How little work can I do? And, and from what I've seen with you, I mean, you, you've been on the other side where, where you've cut the checks and and you get it and um and so i'm i'm excited that you you were willing to spend some time with me this morning and um you know, i hope you know i hope we can we can you know bring some more friends together um after all the point of the point of this show sure it's going to be a little bit about real estate but it's about building the friendships and the relationships and holding you know holding the family together and, um, so thanks, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. And in, um, you know, our future shows we have, um, you know, coming up, we'll have Drew Leahy, Hawk Media, Hawk Ventures. Uh, Drew's one of the greatest, um, most prescient venture capital managers I've, I've ever seen. He's always got his pulse on what's coming next. Very real. Uh, we'll have, um, uh Lauren Guzik of Pike Street Properties uh up here in another uh, couple of weeks he's um uh, he's he's uh renovating he's he's behind the renovation of downtown Pontiac uh we'll be talking about redevelopment um another another great top of the world guest and um Eric I you know I hold you in the same light um you don't get the exposure because you're behind the process you're the guy who's standing there for 18 years making everything work after the properties are bought. Um, but you're, I mean, you're top of the world and I'm, I'm grateful you, you spent your time this morning with me. Thank you, man.
1: Hey, I really appreciate the invite. Uh, thanks for having me on. Great. Thanks a lot. Have a good week, everyone.